the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. There are conflicting reports as to whether or not this shooting incident in a Brooklyn subway is an act of terrorism or not. Uh, Keenshin Sewell, the police commissioner of the city of New York, said it is not being investigated as terrorism. And Newsweek says it is. So I don't know who Newsweek sources are or what they um, know that somebody else does not know about this. But it would seem to me it's kind of ludicrous to uh, dismiss this as a terrorist incident when a guy gets on a train, rides it close to the station, and you know what happens when a train gets close to the station. It People mass at the doors to get out. And then he opens up a canister and fills the train with smoke and then opens fire. So that's clear. He puts a gas mask on, by the way. So that's clearly pre-planning premeditation and shooting people who you don't know you didn't have an individual beef with didn't have a randomly shooting people you got 10 people shot no one thankfully has died yet how is that not terrorism is it because he's a black male and they don't want to say it's terrorism i mean They've announced the suspect's a black male. I mean, that's just ridiculous to me. Like, if he's a white male, it's terrorism. Like, how's that not terrorism? That's the definition of terrorism. So, uh, really, really ridiculous. And and Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, gets up there and she's, oh, this has got to stop. No more of this. We're tired of this. Do you want to get back to normal? Empty rhetoric. Empty, empty, feckless rhetoric from Democrats in a city where the prosecutor plainly said, pretty much basically unless you shoot someone and kill them, I'm not going to charge you with a crime. And she has the temerity to get up there and say, oh, you know, we're not going to put up with this anymore. The reasons for crime start far before the crime has occurred. And I just sometimes wonder how people on the left can be so... I mean, like, I don't like looking stupid, okay? I mean, I don't, I really don't like looking stupid. And I really don't like embracing a losing argument. Like, I, if you got me, I'll say, you got me. I, I can't explain this just the way, I mean, the, 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 the final surrender is when you say, look, I can't explain it, I can't defend it, it's just the how I feel. I mean, if I got that out of Democrats on crime, if they just said, all right, we're not going to put people in jail, we're not going to hold them accountable, but at least we admit crime's not going to stop. No, they'll tell you crime's not going to escalate if there's no punishment to go with it. Oh, people are basically good, and the reason why they're bad and the reason why we have crimes and the reason why things like this happen is because there's too much accountability for crime like this. Too much discipline in the home. Don't dare discipline your kids. No, let them explore whatever they want to do. 
talk to people about the importance of keeping their families together? Why, that's racist to lecture people about how they view families different than you view them. It's your puritanical, conservative, religious views you're imposing upon them. Well, I mean, I guess I can't argue that. They are my puritanical religious views, but they're mine because they're in the Bible, and they're in the Bible because they're God's holy word, and he's the ultimate authority in my life, and so I'm not going to push back against it because I know he loves me enough to redeem me from my sins through his son Jesus at the cross. That's what Easter's all about. And I figure if he loves me enough to give up his son for me, then he must love me enough to give me good advice on how to live. And the faith that I have is the same faith that Tony Dungy, the former Super Bowl winning coach and NBC Football Night in America commentator has. And yesterday, Tony Dungy was in Florida, where he lives with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, announcing a bill to help. And I don't know how this is going to happen, but I mean, I applaud the effort to help have more minority fathers in homes. Now, you really have to be a miserable individual to criticize someone for trying to get more fathers in homes. Of course, I guess in this era where, um, you know, there is no delineation between men and women to imply that men are needed in the home would be an L for the left. So maybe that's why they couldn't do it. But the hatred that was directed at Tony Dungy yesterday for daring to appear in a photograph Daring to embrace and vouch for this initiative by Ron DeSantis to get more fathers in the home really exposes you to a couple of things. Number one, how illogical positions on the left are. Is it their position that kids are better off without dads? I mean, if you're pushing back against the guy who's advocating for dads in the home, that would be the that would be the irrefutable conclusion, would it not? Dads are unnecessary. Dads are Messing things up. Dads are not needed to be around. And so, Dungy said he was talking to a prison official, and he said to him, how do young boys get in prison? And he said he was told it's not socioeconomic, it's not racial, it's not education, it's none of that. 95% of the guys in prison did not grow up with a dad. Okay. That makes sense to me. That's what the prison official says. He's there. He knows the background. He ought to be the one who can vouch for what kind of factors are at work in these people's lives. Um, but Dungy instead got deluged with hate and uh, Ron DeSantis' support of the Florida Rights and Education Bill, of course, led to Dungy being called a, an LGBTQ hater because he dared to show up with Ron DeSantis. So this kind of stuff is a cancer in our country. It is, I guess you could say, the best kind of cancer. It's one that could be cured. It's one if we could get back to uh, discipline. And if we could get back to families, if we could get back to uh, two-parent influences, if we could get back to education. But instead, everything has to have a spin, has to have an agenda, has to have a 
an ideology behind it, right? Like it's really nonsensical when we, we argue these, even in the very necessity of a bill like House Bill 616 and the Florida Parents' Rights and Education Bill, because if you would have tried in, I don't know, the 1970s, 80s, 90s, 2000s even, to say that you're going to school, I teach math, I teach science, but what I really want to do is I want to have conversations with my students about their sexual feelings, about uh, my sexual practices. I don't think a teacher like that could have gotten hired then. Now they proliferate everywhere. When I was talking with a very distraught teacher last week in Dublin, Uh, She was saying, you can almost draw a line down the middle at the age of mm, 32, 33 of teachers. Those above that line, they just want to teach. They just want to teach. They're not into putting forward their own personal agenda on their students. They They want their students to learn. They care about their students. It's the young ones. I was told, who come out of college and they're so idealistic and everything is a everything is a part of everything. Oh, I can't teach math without talking about my my gender. I can't teach science without ingraining it in and intertwining it with my sexual preferences. I mean, that's who I am authentically. And so, you know, if I want to be authentic and transparent with my students, I have to talk about that kind of thing. And it's not solely those under the age of 33, 35, because, of course, administrators in these schools could shut this down immediately, but they don't. You have a lot of administrators who buy into this because they see themselves as some kind of visionary, because they see themselves as doing some kind of grand work in the world, because they've lost sight of what their true vision is, which is to educate kids in topics that they need to succeed in the world, how to think, not what to think. How to think, not what to think. Think of that. I just, last half hour, told you. They're selling pronoun bracelets in the hallways at Olentangy Berlin High School. So there's a principal and an assistant principal and a faculty advisor and other people who green-lighted this who are sanctioning an LGBTQ day of silence. When the kids bring this up to the school, where is an administrator who's in touch with the mission of the school to say, look, that's fine if you want to be a supporter of that particular movement. I don't care if you're a supporter of the conservative movement, of the liberal movement. I could care less what your political ideology is. I could care less what your sexual identity is. I could care less what your gender theory is. We're here to educate you. And so none of that junk belongs in school. You want to do it outside school hours? Have at it. But no, I'm not going to let you, like, set up a booth in the hallway. And no, I'm not going to let you dub April LGBTQ month at Berlin High School. Any more than I'm going to let somebody set up a booth and call it Trump month or conservative month, or patriot month. None of that has anything to do with what our mission is here and what the good people of Delaware County and northern Franklin County are paying us to do, which is to educate you, not to indoctrinate you. 
But Olentangy voters had a chance to cut this nonsense off in their school board election in the fall, and they didn't do it. So there's to some degree a feeling that, you know, you get what you deserve. But when I think about the number of kids like these poor kids who were bullied last year because they wouldn't wear black on the assigned day or they wouldn't not stay silent on a school day and thus violate some sanctity of day of silence in deference to the LGBTQ movement, then I can't just wash my hands of it and say, well, you get what you deserve because those kids don't deserve that. They deserve far better. They deserve far better from the teachers who would allow this kind of stuff to flourish in the school. They deserve better from the superintendents. They deserve better from the board. And so we've got to continue striving to give them the kind of schools that they deserve, and that is a school that delves into things that are appropriate for kids and stays out of areas that are completely and totally inappropriate for kids. So I think I solved the mystery why the New York City Police Commissioner says this is not an act of terrorism. That a guy put on a gas mask, pulled a canister out of a bag, opened the canister, filled a train with smoke, and then opened fire on people. Sounds like terrorism to me. She says, no, it's not being investigated as terrorism. Well, why would it not be investigated as terrorism? Well, when you flash back to the summer of George Floyd, the riots, BLM, Antifa-driven, does that sound like domestic terrorism to you? It does to me. But it does not to powerful members of Congress like Jerry Nadler. Take a listen to testimony this morning on Capitol Hill from someone advancing a bill that would hopefully stop the disruptive, damaging, and murderous activities of BLM and Antifa. Listen to how this proponent of the bill describes it. And then listen to Jerry Nadler's response. In Section 4 and the Interagency Task Force in Section 5 of the bill, radicalized groups like Antifa and BLM have terrorized this country for years now. The summer of 2020 saw cities under siege, murders, and other unspeakable acts committed by these groups. BLM and Antifa have openly targeted law enforcement, and we should be very concerned about their aims to infiltrate law enforcement and the uniformed service. This amendment would protect against that threat. I recognize myself in opposition to the amendment. One. Yet here we are again talking about a buggy man that exists solely in the minds of my colleagues across the aisle hmm. and the people they frighten into believing them. Domestic terrorism, no matter its origin, is unwelcome in this country. And I'd like to hear my colleagues say the same. Amendments based on the idea that Black Lives Matter protesters are the real threat. Engaging the legal right to peacefully protest is an inherently American act. Those who seek to paint peaceful protests as violence simply because of the message those protesters are bringing are, quite frankly, part of the problem. See, we're part of the problem. Uh, We don't like it when Antifa takes over downtown Seattle. Uh, We don't like it when Black Lives Matter riots in St. Louis and uh, retired police officer David Dorn gets shot trying to defend the pawn shop of a friend late in the night. Uh, But we're the problem. We're the problem, according to Jerry Nadler. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised that somebody opens fire on a New York City transit train and 
Right away they go, no, no, no terrorism here. Nothing to see here. You can't fix a problem until you acknowledge a problem. But the Democrats exist in a well, they exist in a make-believe world. They really do exist in a make-believe world. And that would be one thing if people were open to common sense accountability for the make-believe world in which Democrats exist. But there are people out there, I know people like this, who will tell you that Joe Biden's doing a tremendous job. Best president ever. Vast improvement over Donald Trump. Every time I tweet something about Biden being caught in another lie, I invariably get back numerous social media responses about that. Well, Trump, as if whatever Trump was, he was a vastly superior president to Joe Biden, but whatever Trump was, as if that has any bearing at all on the kind of president Joe Biden is. And his policies today result in the latest inflation numbers, an 8.5% rise in prices from March of 2021 to March of 2022. It is a 40-year high, a 40-year high. He wanted to be the next Franklin Roosevelt. He wanted to be the next John Kennedy. He is instead the next Jimmy Carter, the next Jimmy Carter. Uh, Locally, a man in Orient who owns a painting business has made his feelings about our president known on his car license plate. Uh, NBC4i has the story of Joseph Haig, who ordered a license plate that reads B-I-D-N space S-U-X. You can uh, sound it out for yourself. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Haig says, I got the license plate because I didn't like the gas prices. I didn't like that my rent had gone up. I didn't like that the food and the formula and diapers for my baby had gone up, and it was becoming harder to find, and I blamed the current administration. Now, Mr. Haig admits that he was quite surprised when the plate showed up in the mail, as when he wrote down what he wanted on his special plate at the Bureau of Motor Vehicles, the person on the other side of the uh, desk took it as a joke. She said, well, spell it out. So I wrote it on a piece of paper, and she laughed. For three weeks, I didn't think the plate was going to come, and then it came. And what are the chances this guy's vehicle on which this plate exists will not be keyed or vandalized in some way, shape, or form? So you're not even allowed to articulate your opinion. I'm more than happy to have teachers, union bosses... Public radio people, Karen Kasler, Andy Chow, come on over. Any Kaleidoscope Youth Center people, come on in. I know what I believe. I know why I believe it. I'm perfectly comfortable articulating it. You're always welcome here. But I won't let you off the hook. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.